An Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales Book 1, Chapter 5 On the First Step, Purifying the Soul The flowers appear on the earth, says the Divine Spouse in Canticles, Chapter 2, Verse 12, and the time for pruning has come. What, my daughter, are the flowers of our heart but good desires? Therefore, as soon as they appear, we need the sickle which shall prune away from our conscience all dead works and superfluities. Before the captive maiden might be espoused to the Israelite, she was obliged to shave her head and pare her nails, and put the raiment of her captivity from off her. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 12 And so the soul which aspires to be the bride of Christ must put off the old man, and, forsaking sin, be clothed with the new man, paring and shaving away all hindrances which come between it and the love of God. Such a purging of our corruption is the foundation of future health. St. Paul was purged with a perfect purification in a moment, as were St. Mary Magdalene, St. Catherine of Genoa, St. Pelagia, and some others. But such purifications are miracles in grace, even as the resurrection of the dead was a miracle in nature. And we dare not aspire to such. Ordinary purification and healing, whether of body or soul, is accomplished by little by little, progressing slowly and often with difficulty. The angels, who ascended and descended on Jacob's ladder, had wings. Yet they did not fly, but trod the gradual steps of the ladder. We may compare a soul rising from sin to holiness to the dawn, which as it rises does not at once dispel darkness, but advances gradually. It's an old saying that a slow cure is a certain cure. Spiritual diseases, like those of the body, come mounted and at full speed. They return on foot and creeping. We must be patient and courageous. It is sad to see those who find their attempts after the devout life hindered by various infirmities. They begin to grow uneasy, to fret and be disheartened, almost ready to yield to the temptation of forsaking their aim and falling back. But on the other hand, their danger is great, who at the very outset persuade themselves that their imperfections are purified, at once esteem themselves perfected, and seek to fly without wings. Truly, my daughter, having too soon cast aside the physician's care, they are in great danger of a relapse. Do not get up until the light comes, says the prophet. Do not rise until you have rested. And he himself practices this lesson, and having been already washed and cleansed, prays that he may be washed more thoroughly. The discipline of purification can and must only cease with our life. Therefore, 
do not be discouraged by infirmities. Our perfection consists in struggling against them, which we cannot do unless we perceive them. Neither can we conquer unless we come into collision with them. Victory does not lie in ignoring our weaknesses, but in resisting them. Therefore, being grieved by them is not consenting to them. Our humility is at times tested by the wounds which we receive in this spiritual combat, but we are never conquered unless we lose our courage or our life. And our spiritual life can only be extinguished by mortal sins, not by imperfections or venial sins. Therefore, we have the more need to watch that these do not destroy our courage. Deliver me, O Lord, said David, from cowardice and faint-heartedness. It is an advantage of this war that as long as we fight, we must be victorious. End of chapter 5